in a world where a global pandemic threatens the existence of sports and fantasy football, where the managers are mocked not by their peers, but by an adversary that cannot be seen. Two podcasters can restore the balance to their leagues. Together, they stand as the final hope of their people. You're now tuned in to the Fantasy Football Flex on Men podcast. so much movie voice guy for that awesome introduction as everybody knows or not everybody but i guess uh, those of you who do listen and are part of my home league that i'm the commissioner in it's an 80s movie themed draft so hence the movie voice theme intro guy from the 80s and 90s for all those awesome action movies and he made a cameo so appreciate him uh doing that for us very hard everybody knows who he is and they're trying to do his voice right now like man <laughs> yeah i saw a whole uh like uh story on him on youtube i'm not gonna lie he's from the uk he used to operate a train and uh, a movie uh, executive was on the train and they exchanged info after he called out like you know like last stop or what you know what i mean yeah. so, <laughs> that's how he got that's how he got so the cool. job so those of you listening, I am your host, the FF Peacock, as always, and being joined with me by my co-host, the other voice that you just heard, the beautiful voice of Skylar, our league champion from last year, uh, obviously looking well, doing well. Uh, people can't see you, but I can see you, and so I'm just letting them know that you look fabulous. We are also, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no, no problem. We're also joined today by a guest. I would typically say special guest, but Skylar made it a point backstage before we got started that he's not that special. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome back again. Uh, to the show, Mr. Fred uh, Wild Stallion. Wild Stallions. Good to have you here. Thanks for, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Team name Wild Stallion. Uh, for the record, Skyler is the Gremlins. And right now I'm playing on uh, a line from the Back to the Future because our league is called Back to Football. And it's 1.21 JJ Watts, like uh, Dr. Emmett Brown would say in Back to the Future. So having a lot of fun in that league. Uh, you guys are also um i would say co uh t not i don't know league mates i guess in two other leagues as well um yeah. skyler at least and then freddie in another so um i have a kind of or both of you guys actually in another so uh and that would be uh the gridiron gurus so shout out to those guys um so we did have our draft this last uh, weekend and i think it went swimmingly yeah. well except for a couple of pauses there towards the end but we'll get into that um so without any further ado, let's go ahead and I'll just give you a rundown of today. Yeah, we're gonna go over uh, the latest news, obviously that's been happening because we have the NFL kickoff, uh, the kickoff of the season happening tomorrow night. So that's tomorrow, gonna be- finally here. Yeah, it, it snuck up on us like crazy and it has finally arrived and I'm super excited. So we'll go ahead and talk yeah. about that. But before we get into all of that, we'll go over, of course, some of the latest news and then we'll jump into uh, some draft day experiences because draft season is over and we are starting the, the season. If you're still drafting, get out of that league. So um, that, without, yeah. being, with that being said, uh, Skyler, why don't you kick us off with uh, some news? So a couple of, couple of injury updates in the uh, receiver area. Uh, Mike Evans, soft, what's being called a soft tissue injury uh, yes. by, by Coach Bruce Arians. Uh, don't really know too much about it as far as detail as what, what it means. I think he was limited in practice. Um, it's a hamstring who knows? He was on IR last year, I think, for the hamstring as well. So I don't know if it's the same one, you know, how bad it is, if it was just a tweak in practice, kind of sitting back. Just, you know, worrying, worrying injury for a guy that was going, you know, second round in, in most drafts, uh, looking to to have a big year with Tom Brady there now. So, yeah, no, something no to doubt. keep an eye on. No doubt. Definitely yeah. keep an eye on that. I don't like soft tissue injuries uh, with, with wide receivers, obviously, just like I don't like foot injuries. But 
Um, we do know that he, like you mentioned, had that injury towards the end of last season, kind of killed the uh, fantasy players in the playoffs. So definitely something to monitor, especially if it's something that's lingering. Uh, so start off the season, not good signs. So start your Chris Godwins. Start your Chris Godwin. And uh, very similar injury uh, in our hometown team. Well, my hometown team and I believe for your hometown team. The Dallas yeah, speak, Cowboys. Speak for yourself. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Number one receiver. Well, I guess you can call it number one receiver. They got a stable of now. Uh, Amari Cooper with a hamstring injury, but listed as a full participant in practice. Just something to keep an eye on. He's got an issue, probably similar, just a tweak uh, going up against the Rams, who have a ferocious, uh, I guess you could say, secondary with Jalen Ramsey, who just got paid. Uh, I think he showed up to practice in a Brinks truck today. Give me the money. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, another another thing to look out for, a big-name receiver that went early, uh, Mari Cooper, with a hamstring injury as well. Yeah, Cooper, um, like like I said, might be used as a decoy if he was out there. If they said full, I guess I would trust him a little bit more, uh, especially if you have no other option. You probably drafted him with high capital, and, you know, he's, he's the better option than probably a third or fourth receiver, so might as well take a shot if he is listed. Uh, as a full yeah. participant, ready to go for, I believe they play on Sunday. So uh, plenty Sunday of time. Night. That, that, that's a scary thing. Cowboys play Sunday night. So both these guys, something to keep an eye on. I think the Bucks play in the afternoon. Two injuries, you're going to want to wake up Sunday morning and hope that there's some sort of news, whether these guys are playing or not. Yeah, have a pivot ready for that wide receiver position, uh, especially if, if that's the Sunday night game. What you probably want to do is move Cooper over into your flex. And then if he does not go or doesn't look – uh, viable maybe go with a, a high upside tight end or a running back depending on your roster formation so definitely something to do uh, Evans is that afternoon game so if you still have other options in the afternoon then you can do the same thing with him uh, but yeah uh, maybe move those guys out of your starting lineups uh, because they have later games uh, and go ahead and give yourself a little bit of extra room to breathe now with yeah. me I have like six I have like 16 of those so I already set my guys on Thursdays into starting spots moved other guys out I was looking at my lineups and being like man this looks weird why does it like this why does Derek Henry in my flex and I have like uh, Tariq Cohen up there you know because of the game times and so yeah. um, I just went ahead and automatically did that a few weeks ago it looks funky but uh, it, you know come crunch time when I have to go back and look and I don't have a lot of time and I have a lot of leagues to go through it'll make a lot more sense for me you know yeah, when, when you gotta pay attention to those things Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, uh, Freddie, do you have any injury updates or special news going on? Well, for me, it's the worry for my number one running back at Miles Sanders. So he finally came back to practice today from a hammy injury and went through full day's practice. But Coach Arian, or Doug Peterson, apologies, uh, did say that it's a possibility that it's just going to be managing workload through week one. I mean, the guys predicted to pull up a 20-burger, but... Cut that I mean, in half, maybe? If, yeah, if he's going to be, if he's gonna be work, managing the workload, it might be better to pick up uh, Philly's, uh, Philly's number two and have that handcuff ready just in case. Great, Scott. So, There's another yeah, back, to the, ready for, uh, <laughs> back to the Future reference in Boston, I mean, Scott. That, that's, a tough, that, that's a tough call. He's, he's, you know, in a good spot against the Washington football team this weekend. You know, somebody that you should be able to run the ball on. Yeah. Kind of makes you nervous. What do you do? You know, those are those weekly questions that you're, you know, a win could could hinge on. Those are the ones that do you go with your gut? Are you playing it smart? Do you just start your stud regardless of injury? So those are things to obviously consider. Uh, look at you know the the matchups, the other uh, running back situations or uh, wide receiver situations, whoever's going to be filling in. So if it's somebody who is injured or has been uh, with an injury, and then the other person in camp has been getting all the the reps because I'm talking camp, so we haven't had any preseason games, and we're going to go straight into week one. Uh, so maybe flow with what's been going on in camp. Same thing being said, though, I'm not confident starting <laughs> rookies. Uh, and I have an, a fantasy question that's going to come up later. We get to that section of the show dealing with a rookie, uh, whether I should start him over a flex worthy uh, veteran. But um, yeah, good news there, uh, I guess, for, for Miles Sanders. I mean, if you don't have another option, you drafted him high. Uh, you know, you can you can flex him now, maybe if you can lean somewhere else or do something something of that nature to make yourself feel a little bit, little bit better about his injury. Um, anything else, Fred? Not at the moment. All right. Uh, well, while you're there, I'm going to go ahead and talk about somebody 
uh, kind of similar, David Montgomery, who I drafted, who had a groin injury, came up, uh, I shared the video when it happened, slipped up in practice, looked, uh, looked pretty painful, but two to four weeks, and then he had a hell of a stretch session today, according to his head coach. Um, <laughs> but still questionable. I've seen his projections dip from 13 all the way down to five points in the half PPR leagues. What are you guys doing with David Montgomery? <laughs> they put him, I think they put him back to like 10 and a half today. Oh, okay. Um, so that jumped back up. I've yeah, had a busy day, so I haven't really checked. I think this, you know, this is going to be one of those weeks where you're going to have to be up on Sunday morning at, you know, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., watching Fantasy Football Live, seeing what Stefania's got to say about who's going and who's not, you know, watching. Say, didn't mean to interrupt you, but. And see, see how they're moving. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but speaking of, I will be up on Sunday morning doing the same thing for the rumboys.com Fantasy Sports Network. All the guys on there are staff with the premium package of $6.99 a month. I don't know why I'm plugging them, but uh, for our 30, our 35 listeners, but you guys are great if you do decide to go this way. Uh, all of my homeboys are on there. We're giving you uh, pocket analysis from our staff, uh, from clock, uh, clock management to Fantasy Football Stoner to all the big names uh, who are a part of the the group here, uh, Give Me Money, Bogart Scott Free, Gemma the Icon, and all these guys. Uh, consensus type ranking, pocket analysis, uh, videos, and then we'll give you injury updates uh, right up to the minute, right before kickoff on Sunday morning. I will be a part of it. I'm going to come on uh, with my YouTube gimmicks, uh, which usually entails a mask and some beer drinking and some weird helmets. Um, yeah, and so I'll be trying to trying my hand at doing some of that, giving some fantasy advice, because I typically do it on the group chats anyway for guys in other leagues on Sundays. So I'll go ahead and take some of those questions and field them and throw them out there on the video as well. So uh, thanks for letting me do that, Skyler. Sorry, go ahead and get back to yeah, no it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was just saying, you know, for anybody watching, you know, find, find, find Run Boys, find Fantasy Football, find whatever your, your, your thing is. Keep an eye out on Sunday morning, see who's playing, see who's going, and set your lineups accordingly. Yep. Exactly. So that that typically will, I guess it'll do it for our area of the injuries. I did want to talk real quickly about some other news that was happening around the league. Uh, first and foremost, Leonard Fournette the, with a surprise cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars and his contract uh, being so, so low. Jaguars em embracing full tank mode. It was a guy that uh, you figured they would have kept. Um, and so I think that that really hurts Gardner Minshew and the surrounding the supporting cast there. But Fournette does find a new home in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady to help muddy the waters with that running back scenario. So the yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn truthers and the uh, uh, Ronald Jones uh, truthers, uh, I think that definitely hurts the, their stock there, but it helps Tom Brady get one of those feature backs, maybe one of those goal line backs like he used to have and like Eric Blunt maybe or uh, some of the other heavy hitters they used to have back in the day. So what are your guys' thoughts on the entire the entire T? of the Fournette uh, cut then signing because he did clear waivers uh, and then get picked up by um, Tampa Bay. And we'll start with you, Fred. Uh, for me, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I still think that for Tampa's offense, it's still going to run through Godwin, Evans, Gronk, and O.J. Howard before anything else. And actually, Skyler, Cameron Braid. Skyler <laughs> did bring, up, bring this up to me about a week ago that he kind of gave me a little football advice to not pick up any Tampa running back because knowing Tom Brady, you're not going to know which running back to go through until you actually know that week or that first down of who is he going to be feeding. And then I also think something about Matthew Barry said when actually Leonard Fournette got onto the team that Leonard Fournette was at the bottom four of all running backs when it came to third down situations within the red zone. So it, Honestly, I don't think fantasy football-wise it actually even matters at all. It's going to be a toss-up anyway between Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones. Oh, Joe. But I, would, I, I would probably put uh, the category of offense between uh, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, OJ, and then let's talk about running backs. Right, exactly. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense uh, for that in that particular sense. Um, Skyler, go ahead and, and give me your take on the situation. Then I guess I'll kind of pick and choose here and insert so, my comments at the end. Leaning on what he was saying, you know, you got you got two coaches basically in Tampa now with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Tom Brady won to call audibles, change plays. Uh, 
kind of guy that goes with with the guys he likes. He's he's a, he's a guy I like type of player. He's gonna you know whoever's playing the best, whoever he's most comfortable with, that's who he's gonna feed. Uh, I think Tampa is a very scary place for fantasy running backs. I think they're gonna actually find a way to to, to work it out, and and it's gonna be an effective offense, like you said. Uh, Fournette could end up being the goal line guy. You could have Ronald Jones on first and second down. And then you got, you know, LaShawn McCoy, somebody like that coming in on third down. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But for me, it's – without a preseason, it's it's kind of scary to, to jump on one of those guys thinking that they're going to be a bell cow. I mean, Fournette was the bell cow in Jacksonville. What happens with that running back situation now? Uh, too many unknowns in that whole situation for me. All right, cool. I like the take. It makes a lot of sense. So let me just uh, let me just play devil's advocate. Not to not to you know whatever. Not because I'm a big Fournette guy because I don't own any Fournette anywhere. But just to kind of calm the hearts of the Fournette owners and the guys who are still held on to him during the whole process and who he now is on a new team with the former Super Bowl champion and a very uh, potent offense that could get those goal line looks. At, that's First and foremost, the obvious thing there, Fournette had nine TDs last year on 268 rush attempts. He cleared uh, 1,000 yards, uh, you know, just barely, 1,040. But here's – and he did have a 90-yard-long, you know, breakaway run, which was awesome, which saved a a fantasy day because I think he had, like, negative rush yards at that point. But, 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 the big but here – Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong year. Last year he had uh, 1,152 rush yards. He only had nine touchdowns. I mean, three touchdowns. So there was a bit yeah. of that's yeah, that's that's that, yeah, that's that stigma yeah. that everybody has. I was looking at his 2017. Yeah, no, but here's the here's the kicker, and that's when I looked at the targets and I was like, what? What the hell happened? He had a hundred targets in Jacksonville last year on a decimated offense with uh, Gardner Minshew. He had 76 receptions for 522 yards. So he does have some receiving chops, chops, and that's what Tom Brady likes. So if you can get, you know, short yardage work, uh, you know, you can finally have that stable running back that Tampa Bay has not had. And if Bruce Arians tags on, you know, Fournette finally comes around, you know, he shows that he's not what he has been in the past, you know, that he can actually work to be this number one guy. And he really gets on board with what they're trying to do there. I think that later in the season, not right away, maybe takes three or four weeks because he just joined the team. He could take over and become that workhorse bell cow again in a much better offense than what he was in Jacksonville. But I, I, I agree. I think, I mean, you can keep him fresh. You can allow him to use his best assets. And, and, and to me, like you're saying, at the end of the season, I wouldn't even be surprised if he leads, you know, running backs and touchdowns. Could be the case on that good of an offense. Right. Could be the case. But people, for are me, picking, I, people are picking Tampa to go to the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, well, it is to scary. add on to that information, though, real quick, yeah. uh, it was posted today around noon that they asked Bruce Arian what's going to be Leonard Fournette's role. And if I can read it off properly, it's Tampa Bay's running back. Leonard Fournette will have a solid role in week one against New Orleans Saints, according to head coach Bruce Arian. Very bright guy. He picks it up pretty quickly today. Obviously can't do everything, but he'll have a solid role in the plan for the week. Oh, already and he's only been with the team a few days so that's good news I think for people who did hold on to Fournette I think if right now his window is like where it's dropped down very low you could probably go out and trade for you know like one your RB3 and pick up Fournette maybe as your RB2 and go attack the, the Fournette owner now if the Fournette owner is smart he'll probably sit and wait and see what happens after a few weeks and then try to yeah. move him later but it, you know, I, I think I think he has more upside than he does downside. I think everybody's already looking looked at that downside. He had a bad year last year as far as touchdowns, but everything else there was great. He played for a crappy team, and and he's had issue problems with like behavior and all the other stuff before. So it's a bad stigma. I think now with Tom Brady, a real quarterback, because I think he threw, um, you know, a bunch of other Blake Bortles and Gardner Minshew and all these other guys under the bus the other day, and says he finally has a real quarterback. So I think that the situation has changed for Fournette. Maybe he has like a second life uh, with Tampa Bay. So don't, don't go throwing him in the trash yet, but I, I do understand that it's scary for week one. Um, but yeah. that, be, that being said, uh, you know, whether you have him or you don't, it's something to monitor. The next piece of news, and that we went at, uh, at nauseum with Fournette there for a while, but I like it. Um, the next piece of news, Deshaun Houston Houdini, Magic Man, 
Ma Magician Watson, I couldn't even get it out, but the impeccable Deshaun Watson signs a massive contract extension, keeping him in Houston through the two, the 2025 season at approximately, say it, Skyler, because I think you called it a few weeks ago off air when you and I were having a discussion. How much four money did you get? Four years, $160 million. I'm pretty sure I said something very, very close to that. We'll have to go back a few episodes. And I think yeah, it was right there. I think it was spot on. I, I was lowballing it at something like, you know, 110 to 120. Yeah. And I think you were in the 140 to 160, maybe even higher range. And yeah. I was just like, well, <laughs> but I think we were both in the four year extension type of category yeah. when we were talking yeah. about it. So um, I, uh, they got their, you know, they got him paid. Uh, I'll, I'll say this 111 million of that is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. So, and it is a shorter deal. So it's not that. Uh, Max Patrick Mahomes type thing that happened that keeps you there for part of a decade, but it gives Watson some flexibility to make more money in about five years. And hopefully he proves enough that he's gotten Houston past that first, second round of the playoffs and into championship type games, maybe even Super Bowls. And I know right now that his number one goal is Super Bowl because he's been saying it, he's been speaking it, trying to get it into existence in several of his last media appearances. So the, the goal is obviously Super Bowl now that he's signed the deal very emotional um, media coverage of him. If you saw that, uh, his family was on Zoom. Uh, some of his coaches, Debo and stuff came out, so. I, I don't know, where, where is he from? Like, where, where did he? Gainesville, like, Gainesville, Georgia. Florida. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Okay, Georgia, gotcha. Mm -hmm. You should know. Uh, I think almost all NFL quarterbacks come from Texas or Georgia. <laughs> well, he came out of Gainesville, Georgia. And like he said, where the area where he came out of, not a lot of people made it out. So he got very emotional with that. Uh, but full support of his family, full support of his former coaches. Uh, it was a nice thing to see. The Houston Texans wanted to get this done before um, the start of the season. They did. They have now locked yeah. up. They have now locked up Laramie Tunsil, which they did at the beginning of the offseason, and their left tackle to take care of Deshaun Watson, who they now extended as well. And then they signed um, Zach Cunningham to an extension. Okay. It's a very inside linebacker, very lucrative deal. He led the AFC in, in tackles last year. A very good, solid player who actually is the only one, I think, that can really cover uh, any running backs in, you know, out of the backfield in coverage for them. Uh, and he still needs to have a GM, right? He still have a GM? <laughs> Bill O'Brien is doing all of that, all of that without a GM, all of that, that without a GM. I was thinking maybe that's where that saltiness from him and D-Hop came because D-Hop wanted to do his own contract. Who knows? That's exactly what I was talking about with uh, my brother-in-law, Roy. Shout out to Roy. Uh, he was a former champ in my league of record a couple of years ago. I think he handed the trophy off. Actually, he hasn't handed the trophy off to Skyler. Skyler no. needs to Skyler needs to receive no. it, I think, still from his house. Yeah. But I'll pick that up. Don't worry. Um, it's just a hop, skip, it's a, a stone throw away. So, uh, yeah, just a stone's throw away. But anyhow, yeah, Bill O'Brien doing this. Uh, we were talking that, you know, D-Hop basically went up to him without an agent, you know, asking for a raise two years before his contract was done. So not only, maybe he didn't go straight to him. Maybe, you know, it should have been handled with somebody else in the front office. But the thing with the front office is, the entire front office was cleaned out. It was a whirlwind. They brought new people in. And, you know, Rick Smith is gone. And, you know, yeah. new, new owner. They got rid of the guy who had the cap situation for 13 years. They brought in Jack Easterby. So it was a whole different scenario here. And they said, you know what, D-Hop, what have you done besides, you know, be consistent, I guess. But what have you done to take us to the next level, you know, in order to garner this two years before your contract is done when we're trying to lock down your quarterback and lock down, you know, his protection. And so I, I think yeah. that that's probably where some of the stuff didn't break down, but the brass kind of butt heads with Hopkins and, you know, this ended up happening. Hopkins just ended up signing the deal. And we could talk about that and, as well. And, like I said, yeah, he, he negotiated the deal himself, you know, did everything on his own without an agent. That's kind of unprecedented in the NFL these days. Larry Tunsil did it. That, well, that may have been something Houston wasn't used to at the time. You know, why is this guy coming directly to me and asking for the money? Who knows the situation? I know that he said him and Bill O'Brien didn't really have a relationship. I think it was the timing. Time. I think it was but the get, timing. Yeah, but I think it worked out for everybody. He gets, you know, he gets paid. I think he's the highest paid non-quarterback now um, with that extension. So uh, let's see. I mean, I'm excited to see what if he can produce in Arizona. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, it's going to be different in Arizona. I've been more excited to watch Arizona, not because of the players they have, but because Cliff Kingsbury is there. 
And I am one, I believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I think that kid is an offensive genius. I think he'll find a way to figure it out. Oh, don't get me wrong. I like their offense and the way things kind of look on paper, but I also look at the rest of that division and say, can they beat, you know, 49ers, the Seahawks, <laughs> the real contenders. I mean, there's a very solid possibility that this team doesn't glow up and they still miss the playoffs. So yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But, uh, but yeah, I don't doubt them and I don't doubt the talent that they have on the roster. Um, I, I own a lot of uh, shares of, of, I mean, I, I have, a, I, not, I don't like to use that word anymore. Sorry. I roster, I roster uh, Kyler Murray, and uh, I have like one or two of Hopkins, honestly, because I really didn't uh, go after him this year. <laughs> I really hope that Seahawks find a way for Jamal Adams to cover DeAndre Hopkins. I think that would be exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Hopkins yeah, yeah, is, is swell. Do, do not get me wrong. Hopkins is a hell of a player, and I'm sad to see him go. And my, my Hopkins jersey is not on the wall behind me next to my Watson and my Watt, you know? I, I'm in between the Watts, you know, but um, the Michael, Michael Watts. Oh, man. I want to listen to some screwed up Houston shit right now. But anyhow, uh, back back on track, though. Uh, yeah, br- huge contract news, like I said, both from uh, the former teammates getting paid, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. Freddie, uh, any thoughts on, on the whole deal? Yeah. I was, gonna, I was honestly going to bring this bring this up that it just got me thinking right now. Are this year's Arizona Cardinals last year's Cleveland, Cleveland Browns? Browns? Oh, yes, definitely. They yeah. could be. <laughs> but you know what? I, but you know what I think is more true? You know what I think is more true? This year's Cleveland Browns are still last year's Cleveland Browns. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> like the way they have been for the last 10 years or whatever. Even with Savansky there, you think they're going to still be terrible? I don't know, man. Um, if Miles Garrett gets suspended for whacking some other, you know, KKK guy in the head. Cleveland's defense hasn't been that bad. It's that their offense can't click with all those weapons they have. And now they got a new offensive-minded coach. Well, they signed – keeping on track with – Minnesota has, you know, had a great offense in the last few years with Kirk Cousins. I mean, can – Yeah, but Kirk Cousins is really accurate. I mean, on the field, not in his baby shower videos or whatever, baby gender reveal videos, yeah. but or in the things he says. But, you know, he has those, do you like that? And yeah, other catchphrases. He's very good. I think if you have catchphrases, you're good. Uh, Baker, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield has commercials that people forgot about and uh, uh, a facial hair change that happened three times in one game. That's all I remember him for from last season. So <laughs> he needs to he needs to step it up. I mean, Baker Mayfield's practically undrafted, and I don't know how like all leagues basically that I've seen, unless you're doing super flex. And he's been going super early. I was like, go ahead and have him take him. Uh, I'm not in love with the guy ever since he entered the NFL. Wasn't a fan of him in college, even though he was good. And I give him credit there, but has not shown me anything on the NFL stage. And so that offense won't click until he does. So I think it entirely depends on him and not the coaching. He needs to hit receivers and not throw three interceptions in one game. There you go. I mean, I, I can agree with you. I'll say that. I'm just saying that, you know, you bring in an offensive coach for one thing you, most of you, the time. You and, run and, the ball. If you bring me in as an offensive coach, I better know how to get my quarterback ready to run my offense. That's, you know, step one in offense 101. You get That's your quarterback thing. ready. It's a, it's a new it's a new coordinator that is coming in from he wasn't promoted from within the system so yeah it's another it's another shift it's another yeah. thing for a young quarterback who has struggled to get accustomed to you know yeah. so it, it it might not be a, that smooth of a thing even if he has all these weapons and that's kind of why i worry about drew lock but i still like his upside because i think we yeah we spent too much time on the browns so <laughs> Yeah, screw the Browns. Speaking of the Browns, no, I do. Okay, I'm not going to go the direction that you guys are talking about or thinking about with the Cleveland Steamer OBJ news. Yeah. We all know about that. NFL memes has made a huge stink about it. Um, they've, they really dropped one uh, on him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll man. go the other way, though. Kareem Hunt does sign a two-year extension. How do you feel this affects Chubb, if at all? with the Browns. I know we're still talking about it. I mean, the good thing, I guess, for Chubb is that Cleveland can find a way to get both those guys on the field at the same time. But I think it lets lets Chubb know that, hey, this is another one of those put up or shut up years. You know, 
very different to the Dalvin Cook situation, I guess I, I would kind of compare it to um, because they have somebody that's already there ready to take take your, you know, food from the table, so to speak. Stealing my actually, bread. I don't really think it's going to even affect them that much either because they kind of were talking about it on NFL Live today. Well, Keyshawn Johnson and that Dan Orlovsky, they were saying that, oh, Cleveland's offense has to run through Nick Chubb. Cleveland, Nick Chubb has to be the main focal point of that offense to get everybody else aligned and get them going. And, well, Marcus Spears and everybody else were kind of talking about that it's uh, Baker Mayfield that has to lead the forefront. But if they're going to be passing through the whole everything runs through Chubb kind of offense, I he's going to probably get most of the bulk load anyway for at least the first eight weeks or something like that. Yeah, but if we're fantasy guys talking about that, you don't think defensive coordinators are going to know that too? We start putting eight in the box, like not worried about bigger throwing the ball. Chubb's going to get beat on if you give him the ball every play. I mean, I'm just – me personally, that's what I worry about with Chubb is running too hard, too many times. Can his body handle it? I think what will happen if they're smart and you do believe in the new offensive coordinator is he will integrate both backs very well, have packages exactly. where they're both on the field. You can still pound Chubb up the middle while lightening the box, putting Hunt out in motion or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. And then you can throw it to Hunt out in there and he'll be more of that staple receiving back dual threat, which he has over Chubb in the first place. But you can always go back and lean on Chubb and Chubb runs hard. He is, I think, yeah. a more forceful, uh, direct, powerful runner than Hunt. Don't get me wrong. Hunt is a fabulous runner as well, but they complement each other great. If you're going to run this offense and run it right and try to say, hey, Baker, look, just game manage and then get excited when we throw a reverse pass to you and touchdown to you in the end zone or whatever, you know, then do your little celebration. You can your Fortnite dances. That's fine. You know, but do the swag after we just pound the rock the whole way, rely on the defense and ask you to do very little. You know, then you can start swagging it up. That's cool. You know, do it do it the team way. I don't think Baker can carry this team. You need to run through Chubb. You need to use Hunt as well, and you need to mix it up. But I don't think that the, the signing says anything. It's just a difference of timing and contract. Uh, when the contracts end, Chubb's going to get extended or sign a, a big contract. And if not, he's going to sign one a, a big one somewhere else. He's only guaranteed for another year, uh, while Hunt is for another two. All right. Scary. I'm trying to get a contract, man. It's scary out there. Got to get that bag, man. Got to get that bag. I feel him. I feel him, man. I feel him. So uh, just real quick, Jalen Rager did return to practice, going back to uh, some injury stuff. Um, He's back at practice this week. He did not go on to the IR. I do know that Golden Tate had a lower body injury. Brandon Cooks, dealing with a quad injury. So you may want to consider not putting him in your lineup uh, tomorrow night. It's Thursday. So short week, he just popped up on that injury report over the last two days. So doesn't look good. Probably start your Will Fuller's uh, Randall Cobb is out there. If you're in a, you know, you're in a funk and you need somebody, I, I would suggest picking him up and he'd probably get you some really good PPR points tomorrow night. Other than that, Kenny Stills will probably be in the lineup for the Texans. And I like that because he caught a late night, um, or a late game, what was supposedly the go-ahead touchdown in the in the game in the season opener last year. Damn, I couldn't get that out. But they played the Saints. Uh, I think he scored under, under 30 seconds, and, and then they still somehow gave up a field goal because Romeo Cornell had all wow. his D- DBs back like 20 yards, and they gave up a little, you know, seven-yard pass. Down, remember that? And they didn't even have to touch him, and the game would have been over. I think when they give your when you give yourself up, the clock automatically is like supposed to just tick a second and then they stop it. It's like when a quarterback slides. Yeah. So I don't know. Eh, a stupid rule or whatever, but I went back and I did still the think research. There's like a certain amount of runoff or something that can happen with that. I they sh- they should penalize, but that's more of like a Bill Belichick rule type of crap. Um, yeah. But okay, I think that wraps up our news section. Let's get into the cool stuff. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right so all right. here here we go guys we wrapped up a lot of our drafts this last weekend i know many of you have if you're listening and you stuck with us throughout all the news this is probably going to be the fun part of the show for you so here are and we'll start this way we'll get the bad news out of the way first and then we'll end on a on a you know a lighter note talk to me about your worst draft experiences over the weekend guys um and i'm talking about internet problems people doing crazy things, uh, annoying people in the chat, uh, things of that nature. You had a draft on your phone and your family was running a, a muck. Uh, 
Skyler, we'll start with you. Any, what was your worst draft experience? And I know you drafted in a few leagues, so. I mean, I've, I drafted in a few leagues, yeah. And, and, and I guess my, my thing is, is, you know, little frustrations. Um, I think two minutes is too long mm -hmm. for a pick. That's um, true. I think that's something that needs to be abolished Good from, from, from any league settings. Uh, if you, you don't know who you want, you know, I just have a hard time. Like, if you're not prepared, why are you here? That kind of thing. I yeah, mean, especially, money, especially virtual. Like, live, live draft, two minutes. Hey, you can kind of oh, swing yeah. that. But yeah, virtual, I mean, we're talking virtual. Exactly. And then, you know, two minutes. Some guys are taking the full two minutes. Some guys take five seconds. And then it throws off everything, and your, your timing gets kind of screwed up. And then you have some, you know, leagues where you're drafting, you know, more than six bench spots takes up even more time that I guess for me was really my only pet peeve or the only thing that kind of hurt me just because I'm not used to sitting in a non live in-person draft for three hours. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can definitely relate. And I guess when it's my turn, I'll talk about uh, some stuff that happened in, in a particular league and I'll get to it uh, when I get there, but Freddie, go ahead and, and give me your, I guess, your worst experience, whether it is something that happened in particular or was like a general setting that you just don't agree with, like Skyler said. Uh, well, before I get to mine, I did want to kind of add on to Skyler's real quick. Like <laughs> that, that two-minute thing was when people are in auto-draft and they're going to it, you got to realize that like the auto-draft thing is going to take the full two minutes just to even get the pick oh. out. So that was kind of getting annoying, especially in the later rounds when you have everybody doing the two-minute thing. And you got three people auto drafting, but I just wanted to get that out there because that did piss me off. I, I remember that happening. Uh, point. If you're auto drafting, set your guys like before, you know, do your league a favor and help everybody out. You know what I mean? Yep. Good points for next season, guys. Make sure you have a queue set up regardless. If you screw up and you don't get there and you time out, at least it's somebody that you like instead of, you know, the best available that the computer gave you because it's so-and-so who's been you know cut by the team and he has a quad injury or something crazy you know so uh set your set your cues be uh professional and courteous to your league mates um but yeah but go ahead and get into my it. mistake okay so this is kind of a no. little embarrassing i was gonna say your worst experience because we do have your worst mistakes coming up a little section in another little section so if you want to save that that's fine oh uh i guess okay well then my worst experience would be <laughs> uh doing the whole drafting from your phone and then if you're either chatting with league mates or going through <laughs> or going through other text messages and swiping in and out and putting stuff in a queue and then your internet either backs out or your phone times out and the app has to like restart and you have to get back on the draft the live draft mode and it messes up your entire picks that was one thing that was like pissing me off the whole virtual drafting from the phone kind of queue getting in the draft getting out getting kicked out that thing in the chat yeah i dealt with that where i was drafting from my computer and then i would check a message that came in on the chat and it would kick me out of my draft on the computer and go to my phone and then i had to log out of my phone and then log back in on the draft so yeah very i could see how that was annoying um my worst experience out of all of them um, was in a particular league where we have, uh, it was very similar to the one that we experienced where towards the end people were timing out and you couldn't draft certain players because there's roster construction barriers, basically. Like, uh, you know, you, you can't draft more than three running backs or three wide receivers, or you can't take uh, an IDP player before the last four rounds. So in this particular league, and this was crazy because I was the rookie, the new guy to the league. I drafted a quarterback, a third quarterback, in like the seventh round because it's super flex and supposedly you can't have more than two of them rostered so i didn't know that and then this is the thing that really got me the commissioner didn't pause the draft give me another pick revert it no i had to drop my guy from like the seventh round or ninth round which is fairly early in a 20 round draft that has idp guys right so i had to drop him and give up a middle round pick right and i just kind of brushed it off i was good and i was like you know what i'm the rookie would have been nice to know this before the draft started thanks a lot uh commissioner um but anyhow this is what got me even more pissed off so this is happening guys are taking long they're starting to auto draft then they're not following rules but this is like four or five rounds later they're taking idp players too soon uh and then they keep doing it and they just keep doing it and then they have bad connection and they're in and out so the commissioner's pausing the clock for every single pick for the last seven rounds 
and uh, and oh before this draft even started we were supposed to start at 8 p.m uh they didn't let him set the draft order and then the closest their nearest time was at 11. so it pushed it back like three hours so we started at 11 p.m and then we drafted and then all that was happening and so it made the draft three times as long and we finished at 1 30 in the morning wow. on a work night <laughs> mind <Wow>. you <laughs> i was drunk and livid but <laughs> Not only did I have to drop Ryan Tannehill, but I made a bet that he'll have a better fantasy season than Cam Newton for an extra 50 bucks on the side because I was so pissed off. And I said, go ahead and have him. He's on the waivers. Uh, and nobody wanted him. And I was like, that's fine. And I picked up an extra IDP guy because one of my guys got hurt anyway. So my team still looks pretty good. But that was my worst experience. And I just needed to vent. So thank you for listening. <laughs> and if you guys, if you guys are listening in that league, you know what I was going through. Shout out to uh, Pete and... Uh, no shout outs to Robert, who was the commission, but he you also, know who you are. <laughs> but you know what, uh, it was the first time he's used to live drafts, you know, virtual, you know, you can commission people in a live draft and tell them, you know, you can't do that, you know, and then just have them. It's a lot easier. You know what I mean? So I'll give him a little bit of slack there. But moving on to our next segment, our best draft experience or maybe your best uh, drafted player, you know, that you just feel really happy with coming out of the draft. So I see Skyler kind of thinking and, and looking. So I'm going to go ahead and ask Freddie, what, what was your best draft experience or drafted player on your roster or any roster for that matter? I guess it was, there was one draft that I was in that I was able to get uh, Kazawers Hilaire and Mixon on the way back up. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Mixon so, still being there all the way because you had to take Hilaire like what, like eight or something yeah Seven. somewhere around there so and that's because I was kind of in like that little gray area of the zone draft pick side so I wasn't doing a back-to-back -back like in the other two leagues that I'm in with you that I had back-to-back -back 12 right 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 yeah, yeah, you, draft, I had you, the number one pick and I had the back-to-back -back. yeah you were nearly so like, yeah you weren't on the ends you were nearly in the middle which is kind of like you said a gray area for when you're drafting so that makes sense that's pretty much where I was in I have a similar yeah, I have a similar, I have a similar one. Mine in our home league for the back to the uh, back to football draft. I got Derrick Henry with the tenth pick, and then I came back around and got Nick Chubb uh, on the on the turn. So that that felt pretty good. I think I could have gone somewhere else other than Chubb, but I, I felt still pretty happy there, especially because Derrick Henry fell all the way to the tenth spot, and I don't know how it happened because I think he was projected four. Um, oh. It happened. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how it happened. I remember. <laughs> yeah. you, you had you had Patty Mahomes, Patty Mahomes boy, and uh, Mark Jackson. Jackson back to back. That's how it happened. That's crazy. In in a league that's a, a six passing touchdown league, which kind of helps to even the playing field, and um, it, just, it just yeah, it's a little crazy. But you know, my home league is always like that. Uh, that's why this podcast exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always wild cards, I feel like, in that that draft. Oh, what was the worst? Let's just shit on uh, somebody in that league. What was the worst pick that you think you saw out of that draft? Out of that and, draft? And, and why was it Mark, one of Marcus's picks? And why, <laughs> <laughs> why was it Marcus? I'm going to go with him taking Gronk, like, in the, I don't know, fourth or fifth round or no, fifth or sixth round. I don't know when he took Gronk, but I'll, I'll go with that pick as being like, what? But um, yeah, I think it was the fourth round. Yeah, that was definitely, I think, the one, the one that stood out. I mean, well, he has a lot of faith. And so oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> oh, okay. And for me, for me, I just, I feel like, you know, not not to call him out in person, but I feel like Roy needs to become a little more unpredictable. <laughs> I, I love the guy, but it's like, I already know who you're going to pick. You know what I mean? Like almost every round I can call it. Like I, that, that's the one thing I can bank on is I know who Roy's going to pick. So I know who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. We, the we did. Going in the second round. <laughs> we we knew it. We were calling the uh, on the Zoom meeting during the draft. We were calling all of the picks. And I think we got his first well, he told us who he was going to draft, so I think we got his, yeah, yeah, yeah. his first four picks. But we're like, saying, fine. He's, he's we not can have those guys. Yeah. <laughs> no but draft guess, strategy or trickery. I guess my favorite pick is, is a guy that I have in almost every team, and, and it's not a big Odell pick. Beckham. 
yet. No, I always, you know, I always pick on Dell. But uh, no offense, I think is is going to be my my guy that I have on every roster that's gonna gonna show some people something this year. Interesting, nice. I I'm not on the uh, the Fant train because they got Alex O there, and then so many other new weapons that they also added and. I do like Locke's upside, though, and, and we talked yeah. about Denver a little bit. So, I got some you know. inside information. <laughs> I got to play tight end, so we'll see. All right. That sounds good. I was technically a tight end, basically, when I played. But anyhow. John Elway gave me a call. Let me know. Okay. So moving into our next or final section on this uh, draft day experiences, your worst draft mistake. Thus far, whether it was drafting somebody you didn't want to, you auto-drafted and timed out, or uh, you made a roster move, you selected the wrong player or cut somebody too early. I go, I'll go ahead and start this one. So my biggest mistake in the Rum Boys um, Office League, Writers Office League, is it the Writers League or the Office League? It's the Office League. I selected David Montgomery in the fifth round or fourth round, but not willingly. I was like, oh, I'm going to take a chance. Uh, I'm going to take him. And I, I took Matt Breida in like the ninth or something like that, just as insurance, because I wasn't too confident. Then I'm feeling confident, and I cut Breida. Then David Montgomery gets hurt. Now Chris Thompson is my starting running back for week one. <laughs> Woo! Uh, it's okay. I have Saquon. I have Saquon. I have Saquon. I have Saquon. So he covers the, the, the point differential. Like he has 20 and Chris Thompson has 10. It's a full PPR league. Like I'll take it. You know, like all the Jacksonville running backs are like, this guy's the starter. And then he gets hurt. It's like, this guy's the starter. And he's on COVID. This guy's the starter and he gets traded. So Chris Thompson's like safe, I guess. So I'm going to put him in there and start. But uh, yeah, I'm hurting it with running backs in that league. I have Malcolm Brown on the bench. I could probably start him, but I'm not going to. Um, so, yeah, that's my worst uh, draft day mistake slash post-draft day mistake that I've made so far. Skyler, what you got? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's a mistake yet. Yet. <laughs> I didn't really draft any Cowboys this year. So. That's probably good. I didn't like go with my team. So I feel like kind of like, Oh, maybe that was a mistake. Like, you know, give me a reason to cheer and watch, you know, I got a but lot of Deshaun Watson. I went kind of best available guys and, and those guys just weren't there or I didn't, you know, reach. And, and so I don't know if that's going to be a mistake or not. I, I feel like, I mean, on the inside to me, I feel like maybe I should have gotten somebody at some point in one of my drafts, but but yeah, I think that that's gonna hurt me the most is not being able to cheer for those guys when I sit and watch a whole game on Sunday night. Especially if I got well, like I don't think I, I'm not too sure if I have any. I think I have Cam Akers, who I'm not starting week one, but but if I have guys on the opposite team, I am team, starting him though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, being, I'm being bold. I'm gonna start him. That's yeah, bold. It's a dynasty league. I don't have a lot of depth, so I'm kind of forced to. Uh, so yeah, that was that that would be, I guess, my my mistake, worry, kind of regret. I, I'm totally fine with that. I think you're I think you're okay. <laughs> As a Texans fan. <laughs> Freddie, uh what was your worst draft day mistake? Or I know what it was. Yeah, it was uh is this league that Skylar wanna get in with me? because uh, I mean uh so those guys are not relatively like they're just there to do it for fun. So normally they'll they'll just do some weird shit like like they gave me the number one draft pick. I don't know why, but they gave me the number one draft pick. Who did and you? I was able and I was able to get Christian McCaffrey and Mixon. Oh, so okay. I, yeah, it's good. Wow, well, Mixon. I a, yeah, and I also got D Hop and AJ and AJ Brown. So okay, like so, my so where's, the, is, where's the mistake my, coming? Exactly. Okay. So we started going into the later round. Almost perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you have, that, like, already. <laughs> you have that perfect game and, and like you mess up but okay so i started putting people on cues and i was telling Skyler, okay okay we'll go here we'll do this and i was like sliding okay. i'm on the phone like all right this this if this guy's still there <laughs> you go this way if this guy's there you do this right yeah okay so i was having dinner with family and 
I put my phone down in the charger and I go and get food. And while I'm getting food and stacking it up, I guess the phone locked, kicked me out of the draft. And I'm just like, wait, what happened? So I tried <laughs> logging back on and it auto drafts no. Swift from Detroit. I, I don't believe this story. Because I, I, <laughs> I remember specifically being on the phone. And keep in mind, remember he told you he had the number one pick, right? Yeah. So what does that mean when he picks? Again, he's got back-to-back, back, right? Yeah. Back back. yeah. So and he, picks, he picks one, and then I hear, oh, fuck. And I'm like, what? I just told you the two guys to pick. He's like, I, I hit the button too fast, and it just drafted the next guy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it just happened like well the the DeAndre Swift one did happen too that was an accident but also uh, so I guess I I double the ball twice. <laughs> yeah I, I fumbled the ball with the no fan pick and I fumbled the ball with uh because like I double clicked and I got two tight ends instead of like I got fan and Gatsaki at the same time back to back when I wasn't trying to do that and that I auto drafted Swift yeah and then I auto drafted Swift on accident it's not too bad considering, but still, well, that's a blunder. It was. I think there, was, there was somebody there. I can't remember who it was who we had. I, I thought was a way better pick instead of Swift, just because one yeah. not practicing and two oh, uh, had just uh, signed Adrian Peterson that morning. Yeah, I, I remember who I, I. I think it was a uh, the running back, one of the running backs from San Francisco. I mean San Francisco, uh, Seattle. But I for, I forget the scenario. But it was just like I had a wasted pick, and I was just like, son of a gun. Yeah, wasted picks uh, have made it on two of our, our lists on the worst experience here. So, um, unfortunate, guys. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But hopefully next year, no COVID. We can do live drafts again. We, yes. can, we can have mulligans and have some forgiveness in those situations. And uh, if the pick goes for two minutes, Skyler, we'll be drinking. Uh, I specifically remember drafting Andrew Luck with no mulligan, no forgiveness, not even pity. It was more like shame that I received than anything else. I was too golden because because you were trying to trade him immediately after you picked him for like 30 minutes and then he retired. So that's why we didn't, you know, if otherwise you probably would have let it slide, but you were already trying to move him for assets. (laughs) You won the league still, anyway. Calm down. <laughs> I still think the funniest thing from that day was like you draft it, then you look at Twitter, and it said just so happened that OJ Simpson drafted him too, and then OJ Simpson did the whole thing like, "Hello, Twitter world." He's like, "Come on, Andrew Luck, what are you doing?" I was like, "That's it. That's it. Andrew Luck's gone. He's gone from this world. There's gonna be a glove right next to his crime scene." <laughs> Wow, I'm going to tell that story to my kids in 25, 30 years. You're never going to believe what I've been a fan of. You're going to be sitting in front of a tree. You're going to be all gray. There's going to be like 10 kids in front of you. You're like, one time back in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing, guys. Amazing. All right. Well, well, that wraps it up for our draft uh, day experience section of the show. That was uh, that was fun. Let's go ahead and just close it out real quick. Um, let's close it out real quick. Draft day questions, real fast. And I'm just going to hit you with no analysis and just tell you who to go with. Hit me. Okay. I, let me go first, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm already. Okay. I, I'm. Let me let me just pull this up so I make sure I get it right. Uh, I have a flex. I have a flex. I've got T.Y., Carrion, and Montgomery. T.Y. Okay. Is it what PPR, half PPR? Half. It's our lead. Oh, I'll still go T.Y. right now. I haven't heard any bad news out of camp. He's practicing full. Uh, apparently, he's uh, connecting with Phillip Rivers, and you know how I love me some old man Rivers. I think they're playing Jacksonville, and that team is in full tank mode, if I'm correct. So, I would start me a number one wide receiver in my flex, bro. There you go. Freddie? Okay. My next. And this isn't one of our leagues, but it's not our back to the back to football league. So, Miles, since I'm not playing you, you can give me your honest opinion. You're playing against Skyler. <laughs> no. No, I'm playing oh. against somebody else. I'm playing okay. against none of y'all two. It's in the good and gurus, but it's not okay. you two. But I have a flex question. I'm stuck between T.Y. Hilton and Will Fuller. Another Hilton. Oh. Interesting that Hilton came up. Okay, twice. okay, uh, okay. Yeah. This one, this one's a little tougher. 
Only because you don't want Will Fuller to get injured halfway through the game. <laughs> <laughs> On a Thursday night against the Chiefs. But he's not. You put Fuller into your starting lineup because he gives you that high. Well, damn, Ty gives you a real high ceiling too. Sometimes, it, but it, what, they what are Ty is going to They're both in exact points. Ty is nine point eight four. Will Fuller is nine point eight two. They're exactly the same. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, look, I don't I want to give. Fuller, yeah, me too. I don't want to give. I don't want to give you a Jacksonville Indy. You know what I mean. Yeah, I don't want to give you – yeah, you, make it exciting for yourself, first of all. Second yeah. of all, I'll give it to you this way. Here's some stats for you guys. Will Fuller is due against the Chiefs. The last two games he played, 15 targets, 10 receptions, 133 yards, zero touchdowns. He drops three in the last two games. Drops them. Just drops them. He could have – I remember the playoffs he got one. Yeah, the same thing, you know. So, uh, no, well, in the playoffs he was hurt, so – uh, and that, that's counting that game, the playoff game and the regular season game from last season. So, and that game, I'm telling you, he, I think that's the game. He had like seven targets, hundred yards still, and three red zone drops in the playoffs. He was non-existent because he was hurt, but Will Fuller healthy. I'd like his upside more than the old, uh, TY who, who I think was injured for a little portion of cap, but has, you know, come around and been fully healthy. So, um, I will lean Will Fuller, not only because I'm a homer, but because it'll be more fun to watch. Yeah, he's got the boom capability too. I mean, he could, you know, he could be he could score five touchdowns. You know, <laughs> yeah. you never know, uh, especially if it turns out. So I, I, that's how I would lean. Okay, guys. Um, damn, I already know which way I'm going to lean. I'm going to go Marvin Jones over Gallup in this other league, even though Gallup is kind of projected uh, like two more points in my can flex. Can I tell you? Can I tell you if 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 for some reason. Amari is not 100%. Then I'll start him. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. But the only reason I'm leaning Jones is because Kenny Galladay popped up as questionable just recently, and I I haven't heard anything, so he's probably fine. But, you know, that being there, he could end up the wide receiver one. And I have Matthew Stafford in my super flex spot, so I have that stack if I throw Marvin Jones in there. So I have Marvin Jones sitting in there right now. If I hear some news that Cooper's out, I'll probably lean Gallup. Nice. Okay, uh, one more, real quick, before we talk about Thursday Night Football and close out the show. Cam Akers or Tariq Cohen? It's a full PPR. Uh, again, that, that for me is this, another one of those. If Montgomery's out, then I roll with Cohen. This is that league where I have uh, Daryl Henderson suffered hamstring injury. Sorry. This is that league where I have uh, Derek Henry in my flex, and I have – who's my other running back besides Cohen or Akers? Um, by the time I pull it up, it's going to be like, what the hell? Raheem Mostert. Oh, okay. Damn, I'm pretty loaded in that league. I think I'll I be mean, okay. It just I think me, I should go safe with Cohen. I don't know. I have I have Akers I, in there right now. I would take Cohen. I, I go Cohen, especially if Montgomery doesn't play. I guess just follow up on that. All right, well, that wraps it up for our start individual start sit questions for our three leagues. If you're playing against one of us, you probably know which way we're going, but it doesn't freaking matter because you can't change that. <laughs> Plan accordingly. All right, so final section before we wrap up today's show. It's been a terrific night with you guys. Thursday night football. It is like Christmas Eve for fantasy football and football enthusiasts all over the place. I'm excited, ready to get some shut-eye. Uh, and get ready for that. Not only uh, am I hyped up because it's my team playing, but plenty of fantasy superstars in this matchup, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, all the receivers we mentioned just a minute ago with uh, Will Fuller, David Johnson in the backfield. Um, What are you guys most excited for, Skyler? I mean, besides the obvious, and football is back, I'm excited to watch these two quarterbacks go at it again. Two young guys, uh, almost faces of the league, you know, just signed mega rich deals. Um, yeah, to the richest, the two richest quarterbacks facing off against each other. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and, and against two questionable defenses. I mean, I, I, I know, I know, you know, there's not a defense in the NFL that's terrible, but what I'm saying is, two defenses have to prove their worth against, like we said, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, both of these both of these QBs will make any defense look bad. Yeah. I mean the oh, last the last four times I've watched them play, every game has been 
highly entertaining. So. Yeah, each team scores over 30 points in, in every contest that they play. So um, look, look for high flyers. I would say, look, yeah. Thursday night football. I mean, guys who can have huge games. That put those guys in your starting spots. Right away. Yeah. Take them out of your flex, put them in your starting spots, and start yeah. Freddie, that's a good point. How good is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Let's Let, see. I, I mean, just to think about this, everyone's been saying that Kansas City had the steal of the century in this year's first virtual NFL draft. That how did LSU's number one running back drop all the way down to 32 to where Kansas City was able to pick him up? They still could have gotten Jonathan Taylor, but they didn't yeah. want that. They wanted the versatile back. And I'm not saying yeah. that I'm more excited for him just because I have him in the league and I want him to do well. And hopefully, God willingly, he he pulls out uh, Christian McCaffrey type season. I was going to say, I'll tell you how it happened. It was a wide receiver rich draft. And that just flooded the market. Like people were waiting on them and you waited and wait. You, they took defense. Everybody took defense because the wide receiver, the offensive players just flooded the market. They're like, give me the, give me the pass rushers. Give me the O-line. Like that's what happened. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have paid attention to the draft. I'm sure you all have the last few drafts, but it's almost like teams are looking for these these super defensive athletes, like that have you know ball hawk capabilities, kind of all over the field. Some can play in multiple positions. You know, the guys from, knife. from big defensive uh, teams out of the SEC, ACC, that kind of thing. Darius Leonard. They, to think that that that's what they need, you know, to make their defense, but to keep up with all these guys, you know, these super deep receiver positions and and uh, high powered offenses that are in the NFL. You know, it's also kind of funny when you guys brought up the whole two highest paid quarterbacks going at it against each other. Just a friendly reminder that the Chicago Bears did draft uh, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky before both of these guys. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh. Mitchell Trubusky or, or Trash Bitsky. I mean, I have several nicknames for him, but yeah. well, well, that's neither here nor there because my my buddy Jemo is a huge uh, Bears fan. He bet me a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars that Trubisky would finish with more fantasy points than Deshaun Watson, which is just laughable. That, that is laughable. I mean, I've I've seen like ten memes already where oh. they show like poor kids in Chicago having to listen to their dad tell them that Mitchell Trubisky is a good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> like you got your money from your fantasy league, right? Well, the funny, yeah, but the funny thing is, uh, my my friend is he lives in in Massachusetts, so he's he's frequent. He actually uh, works at a restaurant or like manages a restaurant um, where the Patriots come into frequent and eat and dine, and he's taking pictures with them and knows them. But he's a Bears fan, so go figure. <laughs> Easy money. Oh, man, you find Bears fans everywhere. So. Oh, I had a Bears fan neighbor back in when I lived in Elsie's. Horrible. He's bumping jams at seven in the morning. Just ridiculous every day, every day. Like, bro, get a life. But anyway, uh, well, guys, that'll do it for this week's episode. Please join us again when we come back with week one results. Let you guys know who uh, the winners and losers are, how our week ones went. I will let you know my win percentage on all these crazy leagues and all these uh, fantasy you know, gurus that I'm playing against, apparently. But not only in, in my four home leagues, but in my – 11 other uh, sleeper and tournament leagues uh, with a bunch of strangers. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. My head would explode. You know, I, I've been there, but I've been going through lineups all week. So hopefully nobody gets, you know, the pop-up injury right before game time. Cause then I'm gonna have to be like, how many leagues do I have them in? So I, I did a spreadsheet just to kind of, you know, keep track of that. But <laughs> we one, more thing? one more thing before we go, because we can always do one more thing. That's start tomorrow. Your bold prediction for the fantasy season. The, my bold nah, prediction? <laughs> my bold prediction? Your bold prediction. Will Fuller plays all 16 games for Ooh, the Houston yes. Texans. <laughs> that is bold. That is bold. Hot take right there. Freddie, what do you got? Gardner Minshew shaves his mustache. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tom Brady leads all QBs from the first eight games. Oh, ah. 
thought you were going to say all season. Eight games? Well, it's still pretty hot. I want to say – it's because I do want to say all – I want to say all okay, games. So I do – okay. Halfway, halfway, I'm going to change it up. Season. I'm, I'm going to change it up. Tom Brady throws over 40 touchdowns this season. Oh, oh, oh shit. Hot. Hot. Tom Brady hits over 40 touchdowns. Ten more, ten, ten more yeah. than Winston last yeah. season. Or how many Winston threw? Because I mean, like, look, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it because I Peyton Manning <laughs> got the fifty-five when he went to Denver. Peyton Manning got the record with fifty-five, and if Peyton Manning with a neck surgery can get fifty-five with two decent wide receivers, give Tom that, Brady forty-five, feeling great, <laughs> coming off looking looking thirty. With four oh, weapons. That's why he went to Tampa, dude, because the humidity, the ball deflates, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, everybody want, everybody from New England that retires goes to Florida anyway, so. That's, that's true. <laughs> I like it. Hot I'm, take. I'm I like it. 40, 40 TDs. It's on record, folks. 40 TDs. Will Fuller plays 16 games. Skyler's bold prediction. Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Oh, they say it every year. Definitely bold. (laughs) Bold prediction. Bold prediction. Dak Prescott is QB1 at the end of the season. No, I like that. That's not even bold. I like that. (laughs) No, I think he's QB1. Uh, He has three good receivers now. I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes just has Travis Kelsey and like fast guys. You know, Lamar Jackson has his legs. I think that Dak Prescott set up to be QB one this year. I don't like it. I don't like your bowl. It's not spicy enough. Give me some. Um, give me. Give me some habanero, mango. Uh, you know, toxic waste shit. Come on. Spicier. All three Cowboys. Nope. All three Cowboys receivers go over a thousand yards. That's spicy. Nope. 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 Finishes above. Sorry, tight end three above Ertz. Just That's, behind Dylan Kelsey. That's fucking bold. All right, cool. Book these. Book them, guys. Uh, give us your bold takes on the chat. Let us know what you think uh, on our chat messages and all that stuff. Obviously, you can follow this podcast wherever you listen to all of your podcasts on Anchor, Spotify. I think it's on Apple. It's on everything. So uh, wherever you can find your podcast, go ahead and give us a listen. You can follow myself at FF underscore Peacock on Twitter. Uh, leave me alone on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and yep. then you can you can find you can find Skyler here as always. Uh, he's also on Twitter. Yep. You can find him in some of my mentions. Or and, on Miles' Twitter. If, if you yeah. look on Miles' Twitter, you'll find me. Exactly. And uh, and Freddie, uh, Freddie, you can probably follow him. He's a young guy. He doesn't care if you follow him on Twitter and all that stuff. He's Freddie. Uh, I'm not gonna yeah, give him his last name. You can follow him from six feet behind if you want. He doesn't. You can. <laughs> burn you can you can hit him up though uh in our league chats uh, he's in there shout out to the gridiron gurus shout out to the gridiron legends uh shout out to back to football shout out to damn, i'm in a bunch of other leagues shout out to two on one fantasy podcast the run boys writing team the sporter uh dot site writers group and all these other crazy leagues i'm in um thanks everybody for listening once again and we will be back to gloat hopefully with a bunch of wins for you next week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again. Thank you, guys. Do-do-do-do-do. Where's the movie guy? Movie guy, take us out. Pickle Ray!